Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Freedom Podcast. I'm Kent Maddox here with Beverly Maddox. Okay, so I just want y'all to know our last name really is spelled M-A-T-T-O-X because it comes up, you know, as the computer generates our name. It's Kent M-A-T-T-O-X. And what was that tagline telephone number again? I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm hoping it was up on the screen. Welcome to our podcast. We're really excited today. We're going to be talking about empowerment. Empowerment. We've got a new workbook out that uh, we've been leading some transformational groups. Uh, This is our transformation workbook that Beverly and I have put together on the four principles of transformation that we believe has exponential power to move you down the transformational map. And so you can get this on Amazon. Uh, and uh, there's also a link, actually, that you could click on that gives you free access to an assessment. So if you'd like to uh, take the redemptive gift assessment, uh, it's free of charge, of course. You can go on there, answer the questions. It'll email you uh, the top three of how you score on redemptive gifts found in Romans 12, the uh, powerful redemptive gifts that God has given to individuals. And so that's prophecy. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, prophecy, uh, servant, teacher, exhorter, giver, uh, ruler, organizer, and mercy. And so you can see which one of those gifts in, uh, are active in your life and how you're uniquely and creative designed, creatively designed to function. And so there's a free assessment there. I encourage you to take it. And it takes you also to some prayers of uh, yes. blessing and renunciations to move into the blessings of your giftedness and to break off curses that are trying to stop you. So we're excited to make this transformational information available to you. Well, I have actually, it's a little blessing prayer because there's so much always going on in the atmosphere. We're talking about empowerment today, and I think that we're empowered to do exactly this. Can just before you say that, can I say something? You may, of course. It's your podcast, sir. (laughs) It's our podcast. It's your podcast. I just get to come along. I'm the exclamation person. That's it. This book she's reading from goes along with um, the concept of the redemptive gifts. And it was the whole concept of nurturing your spirit that just like we nurture our physical bodies, uh, our emotional body, our emotional lives, we also can actually feed and nurture our spirits. And so these these prayers and blessings from the Father's heart are designed uh, to nurture our very spirit. So I just want to give them that nugget for well, you. Well, before I read it, what I really love about our transformational information in this book is it's really our whole progression as human beings working out our own salvation. All of these keys that are in this book are are what have literally guided us as we've been trained, as we've been empowered to preach the good news of the gospel. So it as as we come back to the redemptive gifts every single time, I can't help but be thankful because this so radically impacted how we live life, how we interact with others. And really, uh, I think it's probably one of the best tools that I've seen. And the keys really work. They just unlock the Mm. treasures that God has placed on the inside of you, which I think I talked quite a bit about last week. Uh, But this is really uh, for this season. I bless you with the authority to destroy chaos. Spirit, I bless you as a peacemaker with spiritual authority to demolish strongholds that bring chaos into your family and community. I bless you with being a student of the peacemaking skills of Jesus. I bless you by being led by your father in situations where there is division and alienation. So you practice the art of peacemaking. I bless you with honing your peacemaking skills as God takes you through your apprenticeship after another. I bless you in the name of all authority. 
one apprenticeship after the other. Mm. Did you hear that? Because this is really what life is all about as you're becoming empowered. It's one apprenticeship after the other. And if you can look at life's lessons from that perspective, and I realize it's an elevated perspective, but it's the truth. It's one apprenticeship after the other. Mm -hmm. That's very good. It is. And, you know, you don't have to have a, a teaching gift to be a mentor or to have someone in your life that is gleaning from you that you're teaching and training. It's leading as if someone's following you. And so I think that that's an important part of what we're here to share with you today. I love the word that you used, the word apprentice, because I was laying down some uh, video today with Bravel. By the way, Bravel, he's here with us, and you don't know where to get the same. Stick your face in here, man, Bravel. We, I know you don't like to do that, but just stick your face over here. We love this man. He is such a hardworking man. There he is. There's this is Bravel. Ravel makes it all happen, and we are so honored to work with him. <laughs> Honestly, he's he is a God gift to us, and I'd like to think he feels the same way. We've lived a lot Come of on, life Ravel, together. Say hello, because because some people aren't watching; they're they're just listening. So. Hey, everybody. My name is Ravel. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh my goodness. <laughs> my name's Ravel. Leave I'm me alone. Let me. I, I I run cameras. I don't get on camera. Leave me alone. Ravel says. Well, he just has so many gifts, and we've been very blessed to to have been the recipient of so many of them. So we thank God for you, Ravel, and honor you. He and I were laying down some videos today, getting ready for a, a online course on transformation, and uh, we're talking along the lines of empowerment and assignment, and we you know we're making the the comment or the thought. You know, we are apprentice. You don't have to be transformed to transform others. Correct. It's like you're started. I'm. We're all in a process. We've started in the process of transformation, but I don't have to wait till I'm at the completed end because if I do that, I'm never going to get to transform anybody else because oh, I'm never complete. Dude. And so this apprenticeship is, I think, so powerful in that we're, we can start right where we are as apprenticed uh, on the way to our personal transformation, but also don't wait uh, to start helping others because we can do it in, together in the process. Well, and that always, and I know we, we actually quote the scripture very often. It's Psalm 133, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. But you have to understand the etymology of the word unity. It does not mean that we're all united. It does not mean we're all having the same thought that we agree on everything. It means that we're maturing and we're being perfected. And frankly, I don't think that ever ends. I think that we stay apprentices on one level or the other, especially if you're curious about life and you try new things and you get out there and, and endeavor to learn something new and just living your life is an apprenticeship. And so I think that maybe that'll set somebody free that you don't have to have all of the answers. You don't have to be mature. You're maturing. You're not expected to be perfect. You're being perfected. And I think that that's the whole, uh, if, if I were to look at a yoke where the word tells us that Jesus's burden is light and his yoke is easy, that's a heavy yoke that is put on to people that they think that they're supposed to have all of the answers. Mm. They're supposed to be perfect in situations. And it's just not the truth. Life's messy and chaotic. And that's why you're being empowered to overcome chaos. <laughs> that's why I love uh, I love Peter, you know, and in one verse in Matthew 16, that the scripture that we'll talk about today in empowerment, you know, in one verse, uh, Jesus has commended him. Oh, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in who is heaven. Like Peter, you've had an amazing revelation straight from the Father. Two scriptures, two 
two scriptures later, same chapter, Satan, get behind me. So one moment Peter's one minute Peter's hearing God, next minute minute he's hearing Satan and, and you're like, well, Lord, the, there's hope for all of us. One moment he's he's the most celebrated prophetic voice that has ever uttered a word into the earth realm. The next second he is literally Satan. Does that resonate <laughs> with anybody else? Because I'm just telling you, I know that feeling. I truly do. I understand it. So I get Jesus. I get his point there. You got a piece of poetry for us today? I do. I'm, I'm promoting Beverly's poetry. She she doesn't promote her own poetry, but I love it. It's so powerful and beautiful. Yes. And I have to say, they're, they're just really... I wrote these poems in 2018, I believe. And honestly... Um, not a whole lot has changed, if you want to know the truth. But these, um, well, there have been a lot of changes, but I think that just the ongoing understanding of our identity and who we are in Christ, there are always challenges to that. And I just happen to have written them down. So the poem I'm going to share with you today is Introspection, and it is from my book, Reflections, which I'm hoping is going to be on Amazon uh, shortly forthwith. So Introspection. To write of love continues the quest of tracing timelines, navigating heart minds, communicate from soul and intellect makes us whole. Explosions within are fireworks or destructive tear jerks. Choices made, victimize or empower, blood, bone, life in the marrow, cord deep, bitter or sweet. Life's road is where we meet, our mirrored reflection, fraught, with introspection. Wow. And I really chose cool. that one particularly because of the empowerment aspect of it. But I realized that I probably was, uh, and I just in the spirit of full disclosure, when we did get a hold of the redemptive gifts and we started calling our spirit man to attention and our soul to line up and submit to our spirit and then our body to submit to our soul and our spirit and all of us be refreshed and learn from our spirit. That was quite the um, challenge. And so I have to say, uh, the soulish realm is stronger. You used to do this incredible illustration and you would always invite the tallest guy in the congregation and then the smallest woman. And then you would say, here's your soul and here's your spirit. And so the goal is that your spirit, and then you would change them out, right. and then you would have the tallest man who was the spirit, and then the smallest woman who your was your soul. starts yourself. out in charge, and then your spirit grows, and it becomes in charge. That's exactly right. And it's true, because if you are just, I think, having your soul as your filter, there are a lot of infirmities that are birthed out of that, and you're not walking in your empowered state. Mm. You're not walking in your maturing, being perfected state that Christ has called us all to. So I did want to encourage you about that, that when you begin to really nourish your spirit, man, there will be some struggles. And I think this was a season that we were really in, that it was a, there were struggles, but you have all power and all authority to overcome all chaos in your life. So you are now being empowered. And I think today's teaching is just incredible. Well, we just want to spend a few minutes with you about the uh, the third principle of transformation we're looking at, which is empowerment. Uh, the main idea in the workbook says, I take the values of the kingdom with me everywhere I go. The church isn't a place. The church is a people. We don't go to church we go as the, church. as the church. And so there's a major shift happening, transitioning now in what we know is the church. Uh, and it's moving from what we've known in the past, uh, especially in the Western culture, from a consumer 
uh, consumeristic church and, church, and I don't mean that negatively at well, all. It's the model. It's, it's just, just the, the model, model that sure. the tradition was you come to church to consume spiritual teachings, spiritual worship, even spiritual fellowship, whatever the church is offering, programs, children, youth, etc. But uh, they all that's changing, and uh, culture's changed, uh, the times have changed, and uh, now through technology, fortunately, uh, we can enjoy the, all that in the very confines of our own home and never leave the house. Let's just use the word comfort. Coming out of the pandemic, confinement is a little too real still for Okay, for some confinement, for some comfort. the comfort of your home, for some the confinement the of your comfort. home. But uh, it's it's true. Uh, so I, I, my opinion, Kent's opinion, is that uh, you know church is changing. And so the, there's only one real good reason, in my opinion, to get out of your house and go to church, and that's if you're on mission, like if you're living on a mission together with people. Because if I'm just consuming uh, spiritual information, I can do that in the in the comfort oh. or confines <laughs> of my own home. there's so much of but, it out there to consume. But I believe that you're going to see church, church shift and be more mission-oriented yes. uh, as far as what is our mission, what is our mandate. Ours here is to be an epicenter of freedom and transformation, hence our um, our Freedom Podcast. And so on the concept of empowerment, Bev and I got a revelation, I guess it was now January 3rd of 2018, that uh, I had the probably the most spiritual dream I've ever had where I, God showed me a man in the dream uh, with Chuck Pierce, a friend of ours, on a platform. We were exchanging mantles or, or, or jackets that I knew to be spiritual mantles. And God said, you'll have a spiritual exchange with this man, and his name's Ed Silvoso. And I woke up and wrote it down phonetically and thought the next morning I woke up, did God give me somebody's name? And sure enough, he had. I called Chuck, and he says, hey, this is a real man. <laughs> he gave me a cell number, and next thing you know, I'm on the phone with Ed Silvoso. He's, I think, 75 years old now. He's uh, had a revelation yes. of transformation now for, for a while, pioneering uh, on the concept of empowerment, which is the message of Jesus to the church, which is found in Matthew 16. The key is the word church. And so in Matthew 16, Jesus said, I will build my church, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. What's interesting is that word church, Jesus only used twice in the entire uh, scriptures of his teachings. It's used more in the uh, epistles by yes, Paul, but throughout. only twice did Jesus mention church, never told anybody how to build one, never told anybody how to plant one or even what it was. And so uh, for years, you know, we've labored under the concept many of us have of what is church, right? right. And we've and church has evolved into different things for different people. But uh, recently I've realized that the word radical doesn't mean to do something new or different. It comes from the root word radic, which is what it was originally intended to be, root, the root of it. Yes. And so uh, the empowerment, I believe, comes to the revelation of uh, what the church actually is. And what it is not. And so it definitely, in Jesus' day, the reason he didn't have to explain what it was is because they knew what it was not. The culture the understood The culture understood it. it. Yes. And so what he used was the word ecclesia. This wasn't a, a spiritual term or religious term uh, at all. This was a governmental term. So what had happened in that culture where the Bible was written, Rome, the ruling empire of the world at the time, had sent what was called an ecclesia to Palestine. And so all the disciples had witnessed this, that a group of called-out individuals from Rome had been sent to a territory named Palestine, and through the empowerment of the king, 
through his military power and his economic power, the empowerment of the king empowered this handful of people to literally transform the culture of Palestine into the culture of Rome. And it happened in a pretty short period of time. And so the disciples had witnessed this this powerful transformational yes. process into a different culture than they knew because of what was known as an ecclesia. Interesting enough, the ships that brought the supplies to the ecclesia were called apostle ships, and the captains were called apostles. Now, isn't that interesting, the dynamics that we see here when we talk about the kingdom of God? A king sends a group of called-out people with empowerment to transform culture, sends them apostle ships with supplies led by apostles for the purpose of literally leavening the dough of society with the concept of another culture and another kingdom. That, in a nutshell, I believe, is what the church is actually called to be. Not called to save people out of culture, but called to transform people in culture. Well, and if I remember correctly, if if history is portrayed correctly, that when the king of England allowed this this information to be interpreted and translated from the Greek and the Hebrew, he understood the word ecclesia to be so powerful that he advised them not to utilize it because he was afraid of revolutions. He was really afraid that that word would empower people with information that they didn't have because the Bible didn't exist. Mm -hmm. Literally, there were very few people who had access to this information. And with the printing press, when it really became came available to the masses, the king literally put a stop to that. He did not want this to be disseminated through the people. That's exact history. You can uh, you can look it up online. It's actually that history is right. You, and you're exactly right about this part of history, that he wanted to keep the power of that That's right. uh, for the government and not let the ecclesia really know how That's powerful exactly they were right. uh, for control purposes. And so, you know, we've been in a reformation of the church for years. And I've said this recently, you know, we're not praying for revival. We're not dead. Right. Uh, we're praying for reformation. God reform us into actually what you're doing and what you're saying. So we're seeing a major reformation to where God is ready to empower us, the ecclesia, to bring supernatural transformational transformational change to our spheres of influence. And that begins with a revelation of actually who we are and the power that God's given us from the king, which is, he said, I'll give you the keys. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And so think about this with me. The early church had no Bible, no building, uh, no governing elders, no true understanding of, of what we know today, no technology. And yet in a few short years, they turned the world upside down. They upside said it went from 3,000 at Pentecost to by the time Ephesus is, is on the scene, 100,000. That's right. And it was just a massive move because what was their affirmation or their affirming factor was the manifest presence of Jesus and unusual miracles. And so this small people group of the ecclesia were empowered by the manifest presence of Jesus and unusual miracles. And so when they gathered, when they gathered in their homes, when they gathered in the streets or in the marketplace, wherever two or three were gathered, when they prayed, things happened. And they shifted because right there in the midst of them, Father God is there. When two or three gather in my name, I am there in the midst of you. And this transformed the world. 
Absolutely. And I believe we're in the midst of it right now. We are. And, in uh, Reformation. In Reformation. And it's uh, and I'm encouraging uh, you, I'm encouraging myself, not to get caught up uh, with this world, uh, especially the political uh, aspect of what's going on, uh, all of the um, different controversial uh, topics that are out there, all the um, conspiracy theories, right. all of this stuff, true or not true. Uh, well, they're just a major distraction. It is a major distraction a major from what distraction. God is doing. Yes. Because uh, as uh, Emma Stark prophesied so powerfully here, our Father is not marrying us to a political uh, 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 groom. He's we're the bride, back of, for the, we're bride. the bride of That's Christ. Right. And there's a remnant in the earth that is being empowered right now. Uh, with the good news of the gospel, the triumphant, the reserve. triumphant reserve that's going to be a freedom army. Yes. There's freedom outposts being raised up in Alabama and around the earth right now that are going to be places where unusual miracles and the manifest presence of Jesus is, and it is going to bring major transformation. We shouldn't look to the government. We shouldn't look to political power. We shouldn't look to economic power. We should look to the king himself who's empowered us to be the ecclesia and bring radical transformation. We are in the world, uh, but we're not of the world. Our citizenship is in heaven. And so I think we've got to shift our eyes. Paul said, uh, uh, I put set your mind on things above, not beneath. And I think more than ever uh, that we need to really recognize that God is empowering a remnant of people to be the ecclesia, and we're going to be a part of shifting uh, culture into a kingdom mindset. And, you know, and the shift has already begun, honestly. I think that we've really been in atmospheres, and you honestly can feel the open heavens. I mean, in that scripture, open up you gates, open up you gates, <laughs> let the king of glory come in, let the king of glory come in. We are seeing that everywhere that we go. Who is this king? Strong and mighty, Yahweh. He's a man of war. And so we're in a war. Uh, and, you know, I'll just go ahead and put this out there. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, mm. but spiritual wickedness, powers and principalities in high places. And the Antichrist spirit is alive in the earth. And I believe You're exactly right. this this is what the body of Christ and those of us who truly have been empowered, especially with keys of reformation and how to unlock all of the chaos in our bloodlines and uh, just everything that, that the enemy has tried to put on generations to come, because there, there are a thousand generation blessings, but we're contending for those. And there truly is a darkness in the earth. And you, you can't be distracted by what's happening in the natural realm, because there there, there are other principalities and powers involved. And this is what the empowerment is about, is learning to recognize all of this chaos that's happening even in your own homes and in your personal lives. It's a vortex that just swirls around. And the more oxygen you give to it, the bigger it grows. So, uh, And I think you even shared this. The Lord spoke to me about this years ago. If I keep rehearsing something, he can't disperse it. And I, I'm rather analytical. I, I like a, everything tied up in a nice bow. But some things we just don't have answers to right now. But we do know that there are things in the earth that have been sent from the demonic realm. And that's what we are encouraging you to be empowered to understand, that you have all authority to rebuke that and to cast that out, to cast it down, and to not engage in uh, verbal disputes. And uh, I think it's in First John. It says, all of these vain arguments, 
this, and you need not be taught by any man, but by the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit of the living God. The anointing that's in you will teach you all things. That's the, right. the, the spirit of truth. Uh, we're and when we talk about empowerment, we're not talking about dominion, no, uh, or control, no. or you know, wanting to rule the earth, or or even the even the rule the seven mountains, if you will. Uh, in some of the teachings that's been in the body of Christ. But what we're talking, what my concept and understanding of is the kingdom culture is lived out and empowerment is about serving yes. others. And it's a place of honor and it's a place of humility. Now, there's and, a word you don't hear much in our culture. And is so honor. we're empowered yes. to suffer, we're empowered to serve. And the dynamic that makes us different than the world is we don't live according to the world's standards. We live in a different kingdom. And so when Jesus comes on the scene, he said something like, we, do, we, we actually uh, have given a, a part of our workbook to this where we talk about the kingdom culture. And when Jesus came in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon over the Mount, on the Mount, you know, it's not just that one portion. It's all three chapters. That's right. And when you begin to see that, Jesus said something like this, you've heard it said, but I say, and he began to paint a whole nother picture of what it meant to look like. Because if you understand these disciples, Jesus was leading, they were expecting a political revolution. They were expecting so the government they to were, be overthrown. They were expecting and Jesus that Jesus was the Messiah. He was right. going to become king and That's they was right. going to, they were going to rule and reign with Jesus. They were going to take over. That's they were right. going to have dominion and authority and the kingdom had come. But Jesus with a whole nother uh, concept of what the kingdom was, instructed them this is not this is not what you think it is this is a this this kingdom way mike jesus said my kingdom is not of this world and my kingdom way looks a whole lot different and so he began to preach things very powerfully like um don't try to get even. Uh, if somebody uh, smikes you on one cheek, turn the other cheek. If somebody asks you to uh, carry their coat, you know, a mile, carry it two miles. Uh, <laughs> don't be a taker. Be a giver. Uh, on and on, you begin to see a counter culture movement of the kingdom of God. And I love uh, what the workbook says. The power of the kingdom doesn't come from fitting in. It actually comes from living in such an incredibly different way that everyone stops and takes notice. And I believe this is what God's empowering us to do. He's empowering us to live a different life in the earth as the ecclesia. And uh, just, you know, one reason we're doing this podcast is we just wanted a place to talk to you and to each other about the reality of things. And to be honest, you know, history is recording that the last 20 or 30 years in the church, the church has not looked very different from the world. It's been built on political power. It's been built on exclusiveness. It's been built on fear, uh, control, manipulation. And that's just the sad facts of organized religion. But there is something happening right now. There's a reformation. There's a revelation. And there's a triumphant reserve. There are people that are saying, wait a minute. Just because this has happened in the church doesn't mean the kingdom of God is not the way. And I believe there's revelation coming right now that's empowering a remnant in the earth who are going to live from the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be known, the Bible says, well, the world will know that God has sent us in how we love one another in our humility toward the way that we serve those, especially those that are disenfranchised, those that the world has called misfits, those that the world has cast out as not valuable, I believe we're about to see a Jesus revolution in the earth, and we're going to begin to look 
just like Jesus did when he walked the earth, empowered by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, it's really happening, and it is a reformation, and it is revolutionary, but it's not the war that you think that it is. It's spiritual, and it really is taking down strongholds and just walking in the freedom that Christ died for you to have. We're covered by the blood. I mean, we, we've all come to the cross. We, we have all understood that the power of the cross is transformative, and we should be further along in the process. We can't get caught up in all these vain imaginations and, and first of all, project onto other people an expectation that they're not going to be able to fulfill. We're all working out our own salvation, and I think that everybody needs room to be able to do that. Well, I think you're exactly right, and it's like the Lord is really uh, shifting things. We've talked about it before, you know, the pandemic that we've all suffered globally, uh, I think it was a massive reset. It was and a an oppor- massive reset. And an opportunity for us to really begin to understand that the Lord is really speaking to us, uh, that He's ready to do something and to do it powerfully. Uh, you say, how am I? How do I get empowered? Well, one I think is revelation. Yes. You begin to have a revelation of what the ecclesia actually is. That revelation itself empowers us. Uh, you know, uh, I've used the example many times when a policeman puts his hand out and a eighteen wheeler stops. Uh, we all know that policeman in his hand doesn't have the power to stop That's an eighteen wheel right. truck, but it's the authority and the municipality that that hand represents. And so we have to begin to recognize we do have kingdom authority. Jesus said, I'll give you the keys. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. We have a spiritual authority to deal with these demonic entities, the Antichrist spirit that Bev has talked to us about. The second way I believe that we're empowered is through humility. And that is we humble ourselves. Jesus said, if you humble yourself, I will exalt you. That's if right. you exalt yourself, you will be humbled. I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. The most powerful force on the earth is the ocean because it's the lowest. Everything runs to it, not from it, because it's low. And I think the body of Christ and the remnant of God is that place of humility, that we're humbling ourselves to say we're we're not here to rule and reign. We're here to serve by the power of the Holy Spirit, and through our serving and our service to humanity, we're going to see the well, that's power how we of God extended. The enemy. It truly is. Love God with all your heart. Love your neighbors yourself. And within that, that those bookends, that's and, how we overcome. And have you shared this part about the uh, serving and the and the towels? I don't know if I've shared it here on this podcast. It's really powerful. I think it's it's a I think it's prophetic. Would you like for me to share it Please. now? Please. Well, I had a dream, and we were with our Ukrainian friends, uh, Sergey and Natasha, who are the most just anointed as far as hospitality. They always just have a beautiful table set. They are always so warm and welcoming. And we had given them a gift of furniture for a new home they were in, and they had prominently displayed it. It was outdoor furniture. It was beautiful. And I was so pleased as we walked in. And as we entered the party, we recognized all of our friends, a beautifully set table, and we're just fellowshipping, having a wonderful time. We're in their home and just lots of great memories. And Out of nowhere, I see demonic entities all around our fellowship and all around the table. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if anybody else saw them. But my very first instinct was to grab a serving towel. And I immediately, just like you know, when you used to get picked on in the gym, if this ever happened to you, like (laughs) after pee and somebody popped you on the fanny with a towel, I just started snapping that towel. And as I did... Oil began to pour 
I didn't know where it was coming from at first, but I realized that it was coming from me. And as I began to just flip that towel and the oil of serving, and I could see even in my dream, it was as Jesus began to gird himself with the serving towel, he knew who he was. Come on. He knew where he came from, and he knew where he was going. And he was not ashamed to serve the disciples by washing their feet. And as I began to flick that oil on all of these demonic entities, they began to disappear one by one by one. And out of that revelation, I came to understand it's our service mm. to one another that overcomes and defeats the enemy. So just as you begin to just let let that just just breathe it in, let it just become part of you, because there is always someone in your life that you can serve, and it's small acts of service. It it just is, you know, opening a door for someone, letting someone go ahead of you in traffic, putting your shopping cart back, picking up a piece of trash. I mean, passing it on if somebody blesses you financially. I mean, saying a kind word, encouraging someone, just sharing yourself, just your humanity, and being an encouragement. Be empowered to be an encouragement, because that's really how we vanquish our enemies. Wow. That's a very powerful prophetic dream, and I believe it's what God's saying right now. So when we looked at being empowered, uh, uh, the last step or the last thought I had, uh, Rex Humbard was a great uh, preacher, friend of ours, 1950, the first pastor ever on television, just had a heart for souls, traveled the whole world preaching the gospel. But he, uh, we were sharing fellowship one day, and we were talking about being empowered by the Holy Spirit. And I said, what's the key? And he looked at me, didn't miss a beat. He said, obedience. And he said, in Acts 4, 35, I believe it, it says, the Holy Spirit is given to those who obey. He said, nobody needs power that's not on the front line. That's he true. said, God's not going to send his artillery to folks who are not, not on the front line. He said, you make yourself available to God through obedience, and God empowers you for his service. And so I believe that's true. I believe it's time to make ourselves available yes. to the Holy Spirit, make our homes available, begin to prayer walk our neighborhoods, begin to allow God through prayer evangelism to move in and through our spheres of influence and know that God is empowering the ecclesia in the earth to extend his kingdom in a supernatural way in the days that we're living in. There is a remnant that's being raised up as the ecclesia in the earth, a triumphant reserve that God is empowering, getting ready for this massive move, I believe, of the Holy Spirit like we've never seen before. Amen. That you won't come to church to hear a story, you'll come to church bringing a story. Because you are the because story. Because <laughs> God has done something in and through your life. And so this is just a touching the tip of the iceberg of the conversation but we really appreciate being with you today. Hopefully your spirit's been nurtured. You've gotten some transformational concepts uh, as we are continue to endeavor to extend the freedom. Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And so, Bev, I'm just going to ask you if you don't mind praying for all of us today and just releasing that power of servant uh, servanthood and also just the power of the Holy Spirit as we step out to be the ecclesia. Well, Father God, I ask you just be with us today. And, Lord, we, we have friends uh, who have asked for prayer. Uh, 
prayer covering today specifically. Mm. And so, Lord, I ask you that you be with them right now Thank in a, a very difficult uh, situation. You know exactly what is happening there. I don't even have to, to go into the details of it. Just cover them. We apply the blood of Jesus over every word spoken. We curse the spirit of Leviathan that it will not get in there and twist words, that everything will be crystal clear and that their heart's desires will be made manifest. I pray for everyone who is listening today or who is watching, and I'm going to encourage you, just guard your eye gates, guard your ear gates. The enemy is just so insidious and so subtle in different little seeds that are sown. So any seed that has been sown that is not from the kingdom of God, that is not in God's wisdom, any false teachings, any doctrines of devils, any uh, strange fire, anything that has come into your path that you thought, oh, I'm not sure that quite is right, but I'm going to go ahead and listen to it anyway. Just turn it off. Close the door. Don't listen to that. Know that God has a plan for you, that he has literally called you by name. You may not be on the front lines of the battle in the army of the Lord, the way that we're describing it, but you're on the front lines. You're in the army right now. Whatever's happening in your life and in in your realm and your sphere of influence, you have all authority and especially mothers. Mm. Moms, you have all authority as the keeper of of the gates of your home to allow in what God wants in and to keep out what God wants out. So be empowered to know that you are called by God, that you are protected, you are covered, that the anointing dwells richly within you, that your children are protected, that you have the power to cover them by the blood, a hedge of protection, a wall of fire, angels encamped around them. And now, Father, I ask you that Everyone within the sound of my voice now begins to understand that they have the full authority delegated by the Holy Spirit of the living God to protect those within their sphere. So now, Lord, release that. It's not by might. It's not by power, but by your Holy Spirit. Now, Holy Spirit, seal us with your presence. Just come and have your way. We desire your portion. We desire your wisdom. We desire your truth. We desire your understanding. We desire to be your comfort in the earth. Let us comfort others with the same comfort we have been comforted with. We thank you for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit of the living God. Now, Father, I ask you, let the power of that peace supersede all chaos, all demonic strongholds. We cast down every imagination that exalts itself above the name of Christ Jesus. And Lord, we walk in your peace. We have on the shoes of peace today. We are your peacemakers in the earth. We're not aligning or partnering with any demonic entities. We are partnering only with your wisdom, your understanding, and your truth. And we give you all of the glory, all of the honor. We exalt you above every circumstance, Almighty God. We desire to live in your peace, your blessings, your covenant. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Beverly. That's so powerful. I know you've been blessed and encouraged. 
Jesus said, I will build my ecclesia and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So we thank God that he is building his ecclesia He's in the right earth. He's right here. <laughs> I'm having just a second, you guys. Whew. He is right here. He is, and he is good. I just pray that right where you are, that you are just being blessed, loved, celebrated. You're amazing. You show up. You do the things. God's with you. Amen. I'm sorry. I couldn't get out of it. I'm just, I'm still right here. We love you guys. Be blessed. Thank you for being here with us today. And uh, let's keep heralding the message of freedom and transformation. Our desire is to be an epicenter of freedom and transformation. And so that is including you. We bless you guys. We'll see you again next time.